Welcome to the Static Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony T, and this is episode 62. And I'm back for this Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, last day of May. Hope everyone had a great Memorial Day weekend. Weather was half and half, but uh, overall it was good for some people. But one person who had a good day today was Michael Sussman. He was the attorney for Clinton who was being charged for lying to the FBI in the Russia probe. He got acquitted today. So that makes John Durham 0-1 in this whole investigation. And the next trial is of a man named Igor Danchenko, a Russian analyst who was a source for this 2016 dossier of allegations about former President Donald Trump. So he's up to bat next in the trial. And we will see where that goes, being with the whole how Russia bad climate is and see what happens with that. I know justice is supposed to be blind, but uh, I don't know. I think people might get away scot-free with this. Danchenko was charged with five counts of making false statements to the FBI. So he faces five years for each charge. Meh. Maybe he'll get one or two. They got to they gotta slap somebody on the wrist, maybe. Now, just a recap of this whole Russia collusion, Trump, FBI thing. The only person so far that had some uh, repercussions was the lawyer for the FBI that was kind of uh, embellishing some information on a couple of FISA warrants. He got fired and they're supposed to again, people got reprimanded, but that's it. No, nobody's doing jail time yet. All right, enough with that. Let us move on to our neighbors to the north. Uh, Out of the New York Post, Canada moves to ban sales of handguns in sweeping bill introduced after Uvalde shooting. Oh yes, Mr. Prime Minister Trudeau up to his old tricks. Article states, flanked by government officials and advocates, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced a national freeze on firearms in the country as he referenced increasing homicides in Canada and alluded to recent mass shootings south of the border. Quote, it will be no longer, no, quote, it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns, Trudeau said. The legislation is all but assured to be approved by Canada's parliament and is expected to be enacted this fall. The country has already unveiled plans to ban 1,500 types of military-style firearms and implement a mandatory buyback program of high-capacity weapons. Bill Blair, the Minister of Emergency Preparedness, says, quote, In Canada, gun ownership is a privilege, not a right. This is a principle that differentiates ourselves from many other countries in the world, notably our colleagues and friends to the south. In Canada, guns are only intended to be used for hunting and sport purposes. All right, so there you have it. You see what's happening in Canada. And I like what this guy said, though, that uh, guns in Canada are a privilege and they're not a right. As for us here in the U.S., they are a right, and the Second Amendment prevents the government from infringing on that right. And if only someone could explain that to the current president of the United States and a lot of people of Congress also and senators and most of the population also. Now, Joe Biden, over the Memorial Day weekend, he started talking uh, nonsense of banning 9mm handguns and, you know, talking about why do we need high caliber, you know, weapons there's no rational basis you know 
So they're coming after the guns. You can see this happening the same way the pattern with the lockdowns happen all across the world. They're starting. They want to take your guns away. And this is not right. This is going to be pretty. Uh, if they don't, if I, you know, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> this whole gun argument, basically, to sum it up, is like this. If one person was to get a DUI, right? That means the whole country wouldn't be able to drive cars. That That's the same thing. You have one incident that happened, right? And now nobody can have, it's like nobody can have a gun. They, so how does that differentiate? One person gets a DUI or let's say one person kills somebody drunk driving accident. And you just say, all right, nobody can drive. This is the exact same thing. This is the exact same argument. Now, again, why are they doing this? Well, Two reasons, I believe, is they're trying to implement the totalitarian one-world government. You know, a lot of countries in Europe don't have guns anymore. Uh, Canada has. Well, Canada's going to be stopping soon. And uh, they're trying for America because an armed society uh, doesn't listen to tyrants, really. And that's what our founding fathers knew. Now, the second reason or other reason they might be doing all this is for middle-class white suburban moms. Uh, it is shown that they have a tendency to kind of swing elections. They can influence elections by coming out to vote. So we have two things here that instill fear into them. You know, you have the abortion rights issue, uh, Roe versus Wade issue, which, you know, go women, rah, rah, rah. And the second, of course, is uh, this school shootings. Their kids, they're worried about their kids going to school. Is my kid going to go? So they're more likely to vote for gun control and vote Democratic. So th those are two uh, ways of getting them to vote for you. Now I have one more story out of New York Post. Headline is, Father Florida Boy Accused of School Shooting Threatened Threat Breaks Down When Asked About the Arrests. The father of a 10-year-old Florida boy accused of threatening to shoot up his school broke down into tears Tuesday as he struggled to grasp his son's shocking arrest while authorities confirmed guns were found at the family home. At this point, I don't feel comfortable saying anything because I don't want to make a mistake. An emotional Derek Marquez told The Post through sobs when asked about allegations his son, Daniel Isaac Marquez, threatened to attack Patriot Elementary School in Cape Coral. So the dad didn't want to talk because he was distraught and he wanted to lawyer up, of course. Uh, then it goes on to say, Daniel, meanwhile, had access to guns at his home in Cape Coral. The county sheriff, Carmine Marcheno, told the Post during an interview Tuesday. There were guns in his household, Marcheno said, and adding that they were legally owned by Daniel's father. I don't know exactly how they were stored, but understand, making that threat, there are firearms in the house, so that brings a whole different dynamic as well. Marciano said he was unsure what type of guns were in the Marquez home, but Daniel allegedly shared a Google image of four AR-style rifles. He said he bought and told his buddy to get ready, quote-unquote, get ready for Water Day, refer referencing a school-sponsored event in which students partake in water activities. The last thing we want to do is put a 10-year-old or a juvenile in handcuffs. That's the last thing we want to do, Marciano continued, but I have to be consistent with the message, and that is fake threat, real consequences. I'm going back to the old school. 
Marciano called on parents to talk with their children about mass shootings like the one in Uvalde, Texas, that killed 19 fourth graders and two teachers on May 24th, and distressed the importance of not making any fake threats to anyone. I want the parents to help us, Marciano said. Sit their children down, talk to them, talk to them about what they see on the news, and tell them, look, we understand you can joke around, you're a child, you're 10, you're 12, you're 15, but a fake threat, a joke, is no longer a joke. It's going to be real consequence. The sheriff continues, I know some people get upset. It's a 10-year-old, right? The last thing we want to do is put a 10-year-old in handcuffs, but absolutely without hesitation, when a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 18-year-old, when they press the trigger on a firearm, the results are the same. I have to take that threat as real. All right, so this sheriff actually is going to do his job, which everybody has to be aware of, that he's taking this seriously, and he, and he should be taking it seriously. But I want to get into the fact that this was a text message to this kid, I don't know, text this to his friends, and which one of his friends is like, yo, I'm showing this to the cops. <laughs> like, uh, hopefully this is not like a a. a, a dickhead friend doing something stupid and hopefully this kid wasn't serious about the threat you know kids being kids but this is what happened now and with the current climate in this country this kid is kind of they're gonna make an example of this kid depending it's florida it could go either way but in this county at least they're probably gonna something's gonna happen they're gonna make an example out of him which sucks for the family and sucks for the kid's future uh lawyer fees everything it's 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 not you know it it doesn't benefit anyone really with this story, I want to touch on Reddit flag laws where, you know, someone has some kind of uh, maybe mental health issue and they'll be denied having a gun or there was some past activity that prohibits them from having a gun. But what have you, if you have, you know, a couple, a boyfriend, girlfriend in their 20s, the guy owns a gun, they get into a fight, she gets upset at him, uh, reports him to the cops for something, and basically he gets a record and, you know, he can't own guns anymore. Or just out of out of spite, an ex-girlfriend says something and, and th- so these laws, these red flag laws, even though they seem right and correct, they have uh, consequences also because, you know, humans aren't perfect and people will use this stuff to harm one another, just to jam each other up. So my recommendations for the best thing to do is to just use the old good advice of sleep on it. Uh, We shouldn't make these decisions drastically uh, because this administration is not here forever. They'll want to pass this through and then they'll be out of office and then you have someone new. And you just changed uh, laws or you enacted laws that uh, don't bend and you're you're stuck with them because government doesn't like to repeal laws. It's very difficult to get them to change back laws because the next administration's like, well, I didn't write them, so I'm not repealing them. It's none of my business. I didn't write them. You'll vote me in anyway. And that's why the Constitution is so important, because the Founding Fathers understood this, and they what they wanted to last forever, they put in there. They didn't want them changed from administration to administration. So that's why they're in there, so people don't change them. And I always have to stress that, because you have the people that say, well, that was such a long time ago, and things are different. Yes, and that should make you realize that, hey, maybe they put this in here because it is very important. Like, they are very specific. You have the right to be bear arms and it shall not be infringed and you know there's no interpretation of that it is what it is and just because it's a different time and different world those things they knew have to be a base for this country 
And just from a bargaining point of view, if the government wants to take away something so badly from you and they keep on doing it, what it's it should set off a light bulb that, hey, maybe we shouldn't give in to this. It's, it's a bargaining thing to, you know, you bargain somebody. So someone shows so much desire for something they want it for. You're going to make them pay extra, right? But this is a different thing, but they want it so bad. And, and you know, I would not do not give your guns away. So know your rights. Don't let the government cajole you into some foolishness. We went through that in a couple of years ago, remember? And that'll do it for me today. I'm Anthony T. This is Static Podcast. You can reach me at staticpodcast.net. Uh, like, subscribe, donate. This is a value for value podcast. You can stream Satoshis. We have no ads, no advertisers. We believe in free speech. So I'll see you next week. All horror is in the rain. And horror is in the rain.